Yo, <laughs> Ty Van, aka Teddy Crucifix, aka your past's favorite rapper. We got Byron L. Cogdale nodding his head, and this is He's the Pastor. I'm the rapper, the remote version, episode two. You're going crazy with them all years. <laughs> all right, we got the drapes. Melodies from Heaven. That's the sound. That's what we're going to name that sound. The Melodies is that from what Heaven. It is? That's what we're going to name it. That's what it I is right now. It's actually not a melody, which is the funny part. I know. It's, it's nowhere near a melody, but that's what that sound is via yeah. Ty Van. Whenever you do the intro, do you introduce me? Or, do, I, you know, I've never really listened to the intro. I said the same so thing. So the intro is this is Ty Van, a.k.a. Teddy yeah. Crucifix, a.k.a. your pastor's favorite rapper. We yeah. got Byronel Cogdale. I, I said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I never listened yeah. to it. I never pay attention to it. So, you know. I, that would so be very busy. selfish, though. If I just went into my whole intro, it's just like, yeah, I don't care about you. This is me. Because I was sitting here thinking, like, you know, is it, am I supposed to be like, yeah, and I'm Byron, blah, blah, blah. Because if so, I missed that whole thing. I'm going to tell you what happened. So if you look at the first episode, we didn't know what we were doing, right? The second episode, the, actually the second and third episode, we were trying to figure it out. I used to throw you the alley to do what you did saying, and yeah. you never did it. So I just took okay. over it. So the, if you... You can look at the the line of it. The fourth episode, I just took over and just started saying your intro. But I was trying yeah. to throw you the alley the second, the third episode. Hey, man, I'm, I'm not good at alleys. Oh, it's all good. But you want to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's. I'm, no, I, I'm good at throwing alleys. I'm just not good at, at catching them. You're right. So maybe I shouldn't be Kareem. Maybe I should be Magic. Ooh, I hope he doesn't watch this. Who, Magic Johnson? Yeah. Boy, if Magic Johnson watched this, come on, bro. Hey, <laughs> I, I I don't like your faith. Oh, ye of little faith. It hey, as we grow, he, he he may come across one of the episodes and he may want to binge, and then he may see this episode and feel some type of way. So, Magic, if you come across this, I have nothing to do with what my pastor just said. I just gave him a shout-out. Magic Johnson is one of the greatest assist uh, people ever to play the game. But you say he can't catch an alley. I didn't say he couldn't catch an alley. I said, Bro, I'm not, it, I said, I'm not good at catching alleys, so maybe I'm more like Magic because he has the assist. You're right, so I want to repent. I was wrong. I apologize for being wrong. I I, I took the joke in another way, so I, I was wrong. Of, speaking of I apologize, you can stream it on. <laughs> Is that I joke apologize. done yet? Is that joke done? No, it's never going to be as long as it's on streaming platforms. I'm saying that to the death of that song, okay. which is now never going to happen. I got it. Sounds good to me. Hey, bro, yeah. I, you know, how do you look at your end? Because you're pixelated now on my end. You know oh, we're doing real? this remote. We're trying to figure it out. I don't seem pixelated on my end. As long as you don't seem pixelated on your end, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, man. So if you don't know, maybe you haven't, catch the last, haven't caught the last episode yet, but we are doing this podcast remote, at least for the next week or so. So, you know. Hey, what's funny is I talked to your homeboy, uh, Charles... Should I say his name or not? Uh, I talked to your homeboy Charles, you know, a few months ago or a month and a half Wait, ago. Wait, what's or Charles? Like that. Um, Which one? That you went to high school with. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and he thought that the podcast was remote the whole time. He was like, I didn't know y'all were in the same room. I was like, yeah, same blinds and everything. What? Yeah. So I wonder if there That's are other wild. people. There might be other people who thought we were doing it from two different locations. Bro, uh, we I look both of us look crazy on my we look like Mario and Luigi from 1989 nah, Nintendo. 
That's that spectrum. No, on my end. Yeah, that's what I said. That's that spectrum internet. You got that uh, low fi package. I, I probably do. So, <laughs> as like, as, like I said, as long as we look good on your end, that's yeah. all that matters. But we're fine. We're fine. So look, we already wasted four minutes of y'all's time, as we, we always know, do. As we always do. Uh, we <laughs> always ask each other what's been going on with us, but we just talked a couple of days ago, so <laughs> I, we already know what's going on with us. We want to ask, what's going on with y'all? Drop something in the comments. Y'all show y'all show immense love in the last two episodes, just saying y'all are grateful that we're back and y'all are grateful that we're continuing with the podcast. But we want to know in the comments, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? How can we be thinking about y'all and praying for y'all? And, and always, what do we ask? If there's something y'all want us to talk about, let us know. Because we don't yeah. think of everything. Sometimes we just talk about the same stuff over and over. So speaking of Lecrae, that. no, I'm sorry. <laughs> speaking but of Christian like hip hop, going... <laughs> but speaking of um, people dropping off subject titles, um, I think last episode we read a um, message from someone that submitted a topic. I want to read yeah. that again. Maybe we could go somewhere with that. Um, it's from Kim Thomas. She wrote okay. on the Pastor Rapper Podcast from Instagram. Follow us on Instagram if you're not Pastor Rapper For Podcast. Sure. Yeah. Um, good morning. I have a topic idea that I would like. I'm sorry. <laughs> good morning. I have a topic idea that I would love to hear your take on. With many churches now streaming their services online due to the pan- pandemic. Lord Jesus help me. Many are choosing to only attend online. Is this right? <laughs> Overall. Thank you, Kim Thomas. I saw that your message. Out. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Wait, Kim Thomas. So how this is you- probably the worst reading of a message I've ever heard. <laughs> life though so shout out to hey Ty. hey you know i'm fallible yeah so <laughs> her so basically right her, basically her message was about you know church is streaming and what did she say what's the purpose of the church oh no she didn't say nothing about purpose we were just saying okay. um if I slide this again, excuse my fallibility. But with many churches now streaming their service online due to the pandemic, many are choosing to only attend online. Is that right or wrong? So, oh, okay, um, right or wrong. it just seems like she has a you know has a genuine concern about you know the situation that we're in that's obviously affecting us in real time. That's why we're yeah. doing it remote. We're doing this podcast remote. So I guess there's a lot of people. You know, some churches being open, they're still. You know, taking the option to, you know, go to church online. So right. the question is, is that okay? Like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that right or wrong? Yeah. So with know. you being you know, a pastor, my brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. I have a I have a pastoral answer, but I don't want to like jump straight to that because you know we end a lot of episodes quickly when we do that. But uh, let's talk about the bigger issue of like living as a Christian during the pandemic. Like that's, I think that's hard enough, right? And the Christian life isn't, if you've read the Bible, like the Christian life isn't promised to be good all the time. Like it's a life of struggle. And I think the root of her question is what it's like to be a Christian is, you know, God, What do we, I, I say this fairly often. God tells us where to go a lot of the times without giving us GPS how to get there. Right. And when I emphasize that, I'm just saying like a lot of times there are things that we know God is pushing us to. We just don't have the every detail of the answer and that's why god pushes us to get wisdom right wisdom from the bible wisdom from other believers so i want to applaud her for even thinking about that because a lot of us don't even think about it 
Have you thought about it? Have you thought about the fact that we've been going to church online for over a year? And like, have, have you wrestled with that at all? Of course, I thought about it. Um, before we, I said my answer, hit that apply button, my brother. You said you want to apply for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Give her her. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I never know the buttons. I'm sorry, Miss um, Thomas. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I've thought about that. Um, I mean, and being frank, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm an honest person. I hate online church. I I hate it with a passion because I'm a I'm a social butterfly, as they say. I'm, I, I like to let be me, around people. Let me stop you right there, though, because I don't know if people know this about you. You you say you hate online church, but but Ty also hates worship. So oh, I, what's the, I hate what's it the middle the ground? What's the middle ground there? Oh wait 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 wait. Let me so let me let me uh, give some clarity on that. I hate uh, that's a strong word. Maybe I dislike or find um, an uncomfortable uncomfortability with the music aspect of worship because okay. living a being a christian my life should resemble worship to our father so right. i don't hate worship in the aspect of what we should be doing it as as a christian but the music aspect of the church tradition of worship i i just i be i, I be feeling crazy and we talked about that i don't know if you want me to go why i feel like that you do you want me to expound well, no, on that i mean you can but i just think it's very interesting because ty's like i want to go to church but if you see Ty in church, his his experience is very like internal, right? Like so, if you if you were to walk in our church and we were live, Ty would just be sitting there like he's he's engaged, but he's like taking it all in. Like he's just like like he this ain't jumping up, running around the church. He ain't giving me no amens. He ain't standing up like this during worship. Like none of that. Like he's just like this is so true and so. I thought you would love online church, to be honest. I'm gonna tell you, bro. And again, just being honest, it's it's because I'm I'm not around the energy of the people. Because being around yeah. people, it, it it brings a different kind of energy. You see, again, I'm, I have to be honest. I'll turn the camera off sometimes because I get tired because there's no energy there. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. Pastor Byron has great energy when he preaches, but you still can't. I guess the best way for me to explain it is. If you watch a concert online or someone's performance at an award show online, you can be in there versus mm -hmm. watching it. It's two totally different yeah. experiences. I like agree. there's some performances you're going to watch it and you still feel it. It's like, oh, that was a good performance. But being there, there's there's nothing. Nothing comes second to none to that. So it's mm -hmm. the same thing for me when it comes to church. Um, be, be, because... I, I I am I take a lot of things internal like Byron said if, if when we start to have a service um in person if you were to see me in person you'll probably think like he's bored or whatever like that that's just my personality type but Ty I'm not bored I need to be to around sleep. that he's definitely going to sleep yeah during the sermon too I've I've expressed that to him I mean I felt bad but I'm an honest person so I've told him I'm like bro like it be it be hard sometimes like if you see my camera off I'm sleep because it's like I'm falling asleep like I it's need terrible. the energy so. It, no, it is terrible. I'm not going to even make an excuse for it. It's horrible, but it's the yeah. truth. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like online church. Um, I, I know, you know, with what's going on, we, I don't think stopping church completely is the answer either. So we have to. This weird situation right now. It's like we just we're figuring it out as we're going. So yeah. you know, some people are opening churches partially, and. I know when we open up partially, I'm definitely going to you know, have my reservation or RSVP to be there because, again, I need to be there. 
Yeah. But that's just me. So, yeah. Yeah. I've gone, I'll, this is my personal answer. I've gone, um, I typically do not like online church. I mean, even before the pandemic, there were some churches that had online church. And I don't even call it online church. I don't think you can have church online. Well, well, let me, I kind of hesitate to say that. I yeah, think, go ahead. I think what we're doing right now, what we do as as a as a, a church family, I think that is church online. But what most people call church online is watch what we're doing uh, in the building or watch the recording of what we did on Wednesday, right? And that's not church. Like me watching you perform a sermon, me watching y'all sing songs that you pre-recorded or maybe you're recording live, me just standing on the outskirts and viewing the worship gathering via technology, to me, that's not church. Um, because the very nature of the church is to gather, is to assemble. Like the church is the called out ones who have assembled together, right? We have this mutual um, thing that we are surrounding ourselves uh, or we are surrounding in because it's the center of it all and that we are sharing in our worship together. Now, can that be, can we do that and not be face-to-face? Yeah, we can. I mean, the Bible says that we will worship with the saints that have gone on, right? Like there is a universal church of believers who have died, right? And we worship with them when we uh, do some of the same things that we do. That's why we do the Lord's Prayer every week at our church right now. It's because this is a prayer that saints have said for centuries, right? We're joining in worship with them as we do it in a symbolic way, I would say. But I don't think it makes sense to go to church from your living room if all you're doing is is like viewing. If you're not interacting, I don't think it's church. On the flip side, there are a lot of us that go to a building and all we do is view. And I don't think that's church either. I'm glad you brought that up. And I, again, I know this um, this podcast is going off the question, you know, online church or whatnot. But what you just said, I have to say something. Me personally, not going to knock anyone that goes to a big church. I'm not going to knock big churches. But me personally, um, I, for the most part, grew up in a big church or a mega church. Like like you said, you could follow if you're not active and you're not being intentional and deliberate about um being a part of small groups and doing things outside of the big service, it can follow that routine of what you just said. Like you could, yeah, you could still be going to church, but you're not interacting. So yeah, you with the church, but like what 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 impact is it having on you? Again, I'm speaking on my personal. Um, I don't like mega churches. I, I like don't get me wrong. I want identity church to grow, but I like the setup that we have because it's so intimate. I know everyone in the church. If someone's not at the church, we realize that. Yeah. And if they are going missing for two or three weeks, we're going to be like, hey. Where's such and such at? Have you talked to him? What is he going through? Yeah. You had a big church. So imagine being at a big church and you're going through like the roughest patch of your life. Now, granted, it's still on that person, like I said, to engage. But say you haven't done that and then a rough season comes. And if you just stop going to church and you were engaging before this rough patch, who's going to really be reaching out to you from that church? And again, I'm not right. putting that on the church, but I'm saying that's something you could fall into being at a big church. So right. like you said, yeah. I, I agree. You could you could be going to church physically and still not be um, engaging. Yeah. 
I think there's some practical aspects to it. And then I think there's also just some spiritual aspects to it. So like the practical aspect is kind of what you hinted on. Like me as a pastor, I only have the capability of loving, shepherding, caring for, talking to uh, a certain number of people um, in my life, period, right? Without there just being too much going on. If if there are 5,000 people who I'm supposed to shepherd, I'm likely not truly shepherding them well, right? Um, but when they're 30 or 50 or even 70, there are some pastors that say 70 is like the... It's like the magic number, right? Where you, you, when somebody walks in, your church doesn't look small, but you also have the opportunity to kind of know most of the people in there. Um, if you had to ask me, like, what I would pray that our next phase would be, it would be that. It would be that we would be a church that's not super small, but still a church where I can walk in and be like, oh, yeah, I know the Wilsons, and I know the Joneses, and I know the you know, dowdies and, you know, all of those people. So um, I don't know if that pertains to the question. But, like, I do want to go back to the idea of just, like, online church. Um, I think if you are going to be a part of a ministry that's online, that ministry should be interactive. That ministry should allow for you to express yourself, and it's not uh, you just being there as a viewer, but you as a contributor, you as someone who is valuable to the worship experience, and we don't do that perfectly, but that's one of the reasons why we do what we do, which is um, we do church on Zoom. And we also live stream. So if you want to just watch, you can. But we do church on Zoom because or we and we don't even call it church, do we? We say a gathering. Our gathering Correct. is on Zoom because we don't do church. We are the church. I know that's cliche, but it's true. <laughs> uh, we do our gathering or our assembly on Zoom because what it does is it allows for us to have interaction. We talk at the beginning. We ask each other about our lives. We express, you know, what's you know what's going on in our hearts, our favorite meals, and then we have time for reflection and response, right? So it's not just about a hey, it's seventeen people who run the service, or it's five people who run the service, or the gathering rather. It's all of us together. Like without one of us, we lose something, right? And the reason why I'm trying to be so adamant about saying not saying service and not saying church is because the Bible never describes church as a service, and it never it never mm. describes you know a, a, as a um, as a building or, or a service. It, it describes the church as an assembly, as an assembly. That's what the church is. It's an assembly. It's a a gathering of believers. That's that's deep. Even you know like like some things you know, but you there's like words for it. Like you just I don't know in my mind you just put words for that. Like the yeah. church when we assemble, it's just the church assembling. We're not going to church. We're going to an assembly and yeah. an assembly as the church. So that's that's deep, man. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, you were, go ahead. I was just go gonna ahead. say it's just like when you were in school. Right. Like the school, you got the school, but like the building doesn't make the school. The school is when the teachers and the students and the administrators are all there together. And guess what? Every once in a while you had to have an assembly where everybody in the school came together and there was this one message or these few messages that were given to everybody. And then what happens after that? You go back to your classroom. 
And Correct. I think that's a good way for us to look at the church is like, or look at our gatherings is Sunday is our assembly is when everybody comes back together to hear, you know, whatever this main message is to see each other and share, you know, and whatever we're sharing in. And then throughout the week, we're in smaller groups, we're individual, we're living out our ministry in our homes and in our neighborhoods and all those type things. Yeah, man. Hey, something you said, I, I just wanted to bring light to um, when you said, your um vision for identity is to get to about 70 and then like so for you're not too big or too small yeah. i'm sorry for yourself for the next phase there is a church that um my friend works at she works for salty services but that's also mm-hmm. a church they do that um once their church gets to a certain number um a i guess the pastor church. acts yeah he, he acts as a bishop and i guess whoever is under him that he feels is ready to have a church, he appoints them to a church, and then, like I said, so the pastor acts as a bishop because that's what a bishop does, right? It's that's like you have different people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know there's more, but I'm just saying that's a part of what a bishop does. You send someone else, send someone else out to start a church, and yeah. I, when she told me that, I was like, "That is so dope." So you don't have it's like, yeah, you have a big church feel, but you're yeah. you're still catering to the the church, the people, the the. I don't know. When I heard that, I that's thought that was way, so dope. And I, that's the way it should go, and that's biblical. That's biblical, right? So, like, I, I think about this a lot because I think about how, what direction we'll go in in the future. Think about this. What if what if identity, well, not what if. When the Lord blesses us with growth, let's just say we grow to 200 in the next year. But then we sit down and look at it and realize, oh, 75 of this 200 is coming from the land. Now, we could make the decision and just say, well, let's just try to keep going, right? Or we could say, there are 75 people coming from the land. We already have this person, this person, and this person who lives out that way. These persons are leaders. Let's not, let's, let's not like continue to try to get people from the land. Let's bless that leader, allow for them to lead an assembly there, and we be partnering in our, our sharing of the gospel and our uplifting of Christians, right? Like, I think that's extremely biblical. That's that's what we see all throughout the Bible. When you read the book of Corinthians or you read the book of Colossians, they're not writing to one church. They're writing to a gang of different churches. And Paul is like, let me just write this one letter. And y'all, six churches, pass this around. That's why, like, in the book of Colossians, there's a word about Laodicea, which is a small little town in the area of Colossae. And he says to pass this letter to them. Right. Like it's biblical. This is this is what we should all be doing. But instead, we like to just kind of continue building, 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 building. And um, and and what happens in that is, is is Jesus glorified? Yeah. In a lot of places, he is. Are people coming to know, to know Jesus? Yeah. In in, in some places that uh, people are. Are people growing in community? Are people being discipled? I don't know. And that's why we've tried to create like small groups and, you know, all those type things. But really and truly, we should implement this in the beginning and not try to fix the problem in the end. So I agree, man. I, I, I don't have anything... Church online, like said, we, we like are far from church online. But she asked, a, "Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead." Direct, yeah, go ahead. She go asked ahead. a direct question, <laughs> and her question was, "Is it right or wrong?" Um, you want me to answer I, for your answer because you said you, 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 answer, you had it. Yeah. yeah, you can. So, answer. me personally, I don't think that's a right or wrong question. Um, 
I think everyone, right. if, if right you're a Christian, yes. you have personal convictions. There you go. You have personal convictions. Um, I, th- I think the 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 thing that should be on the on the forefront of your mind is you know loving your neighbor. So I don't think you should be shunning someone for wanting to go and serve um, to to have go to service in person. And I don't think we should also shun anyone for want, wanting to stay at home. Um, again, you have your personal conviction for that, and I think you should respect your brother or sister that's going about loving your neighbor. Um, so yeah. that's just my answer on that. Yeah. Um, I, right or wrong, I'm going to give you a, pa- a very pastoral answer. And my pastoral answer would be, I do believe that if you violate, maybe that's too strong a language, but um, let me start here. Um, the writer of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 10, there's this uh, verse that everybody runs to. Hebrews 10 25, do not forsake the gathering of believers or the assembly of believers. Why does the writer write that, right? Well, he writes that because in this time, there were people who were believing a few different things. One of those things was like, Jesus is coming back, and you don't want to spend all of your time just going to this assembly when, you know, Jesus could come back at any moment. And do you want to be right here and doing this particular thing? Another thing was, as time was going and Jesus didn't come back in 30 days or 60 days or whatever, people were starting to lose faith, you know? So what would happen is in the same way they do today, when sin comes in your life, you're like, all right, let me pull away. When, uh, you know, you have doubts, you're like, all right, I don't really feel like going to church anymore. Like when people start getting on your nerves, I ain't even gonna go no more. You know, when there's infighting, there's people who got drama in the church. Yeah, you know, I I ain't signed up for all that. I don't even want to. And what the writer in Hebrews chapter 10 is trying to impress upon them is that that's the very time you should be in the assembly. Like when you have problems with other people. Well, how can you live out the love one another's except for when those people are in front of you, right? How can other be a part, other people be a part of that? How can you emphasize the um, unity that you have as Christians if it's not challenged and displayed that you have that unity together? When he gets to verse 25 of Hebrews 10, um, he's already said these other things, which is like in verse 19, he says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary, which you know, at one time they could not enter the sanctuary, but they have this boldness through the blood of Jesus Christ. Then later on, he's, he's basically saying, why don't you celebrate this opportunity? And the reason why he can say it in that way is because all of us have that boldness through Jesus together, not individually, through Jesus together. So the implication is when he says, do not forsake the gathering as some of you have gotten used to, he or not neglecting the gathering as some of you are in the habit of, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. He's saying that he's basically saying you need more of each other as his life is going on. You need more of each other as uh, we are getting to the point where Jesus is going to return. You need more of each other as this pandemic is hitting. You don't need less of each other. Like as you go scroll through your timeline every day and you see death, all day, every day, you don't need less of other believers. You actually need more. You don't need less love. 
you actually need more love. And that's why I would say um, anyone who's forsaking the gathering, you're not violating a command, but you are going against an exhortation of holiness, which is that you cleave to the body of Christ. You don't run away from the body of Christ. God has saved, I'm preaching right now, Jesus has saved us to a collective faith. Yes, you make an individual decision, but you are a part of a collective body. So anytime you are pulling away from that body, you're actually robbing the body of your presence. There's a ministry of presence, and we should observe that. So um, I would encourage all of us, hey, if you can be in the presence, if you can be in the assembly, go. Go. And, yeah, you you have fears. Like, we're about to go back, right, um, in the next week or so. And I have fears. You know, I'm just going to be honest. As the pastor, I don't want to get COVID again. I don't want my daughter to get it. I don't want it to spread in our church. But should those fears be greater than our love for each other? Because in 1 John, it says that fear is wiped out by a multitude of love, that love casts out all fear. I, I mixed two passages. My, my bad. Uh, I was thinking about Peter. But love casts out all fear. Boom. That's my five-minute take on on that. You good. Um, so I, I, I don't know if you want to spell this out. I, I, me personally, I agree with what you're saying. I still think if some people, not because of fear, but but because of health reasons, mm-hmm. if they have a, like a compromised immune system or, you know, they don't want to get a family member sick, I can understand them staying home. Um, yeah. I just, like I said, I agree with everything you said, but well, I also, go ahead, go ahead. And to speak to that, like there's a very important word in that text. It says, as some of you have a habit of doing, Right. So it's one thing that if there's a season in your life where you're sick and or, you know, something's going on where you take a break. Like, that's one thing. But when it becomes habitual, when it becomes something that's natural to you, when it becomes something that you're not even thinking about anymore, you're just like, I'm just not going. Uh, that is that is when I believe you're you're tiptoeing in sin. No, I agree. I, I just wanted to put it out there because, you know, people would take the sound bites. Even me. I don't want to say people. Yeah. I do sound bites for controversy. I'm not even going to lie. Like, we keep it honest with y'all. Yeah. I do sound bites for controversy just to get people here in hopes that they're going to watch the full podcast. Um, but, if yeah. If you can't go to church, you should go. That Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I agree. Be safe. Be safe. And even with the whole thing, like, there's some people that's like, I'm not wearing a mask. It's like, bro, again, if you're going, if you going to a public place. I'm going to say church because that's what we're talking about. A part of loving your brother and sister, if you can, and that mo- wear the mask. Yeah. If, 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 if CDC is saying that this can um, help prevent the, the spread of the virus, wearing a mask for two or three hours is not going to kill you. Yeah. Like, now if you, it, it, I, I was about to say outside of the church, but I still not love your brother and sister. I, I, I don't know. And I have to, all right, let me be honest with that because at work, me working and being the delivery driver, I don't wear a mask all the time, but there's times where there's certain businesses I know they have it on the doors or, or you know, if, if they're asking, like, we ask that you um, put a mask on. If I see the sign, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm only going to be here for five seconds. I put it on. Um, if I don't see it, then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not tripping about it. But I, again, I'm just putting my, I ain't going to say my sins, but I, 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 I want to be real too. I don't want to seem like I'm just being preachy. I, I know I don't have it on all the time, but yeah. if I see someone asking to do it, I'm going to do it. So, 
Yeah. I dig that, man. I, I think we have to be... You know, it's, it's so interesting. Like, um, the American gospel has us focused on ourselves. So it's like, man, think about your rights. Think about you and, and how important these things are to you. And the gospel of the Bible, I don't know of many places where Jesus is like, think about what's best for you. <laughs> you know, like, for real. To make sure nobody infringes upon your rights. You know, like Peter is like, yeah, I know Nero's trying to kill me, but like pray for those who are, uh, pray for those who have leadership over you. Pray for those in the government, even the emperor who tried to kill us. Like pray for those people. Like, you know, this is why people don't like Christianity, you know, because they're like, and this is why the American gospel is so appealing. Because the American gospel says, I can have the grace of God who loves me and cares for me and blah, blah, blah. And I can fight for my own rights and personal privileges and it be better than the collective rights of everybody else, right? So, you know, part of part of being a part of an assembly or a part of a church or being a Christian, period, is saying I'm willing to die. I'm willing to die to myself for this particular thing, you know? And if you're not willing to die to yourself, unfortunately, in these days, you can just find another church that's where you don't have to. Yeah. And that's scary, man. Like, if y'all don't get anything from every podcast that we put out, please let the word impact you. Don't go in there, you know, and, and, and change stuff around to fit you. Like, read the stuff in the context. Do your homework and understand what was the setting of what was said. And let it impact you. Don't just read it like, oh, this this you know supports what I'm saying, so I'm good. Yeah. Don't let don't 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 go in the Bible looking for things to support what you're saying. Let the Bible like it's a double edged. Yeah, there's some things that if you really walk in this and that's going to support what you're doing, but there's gonna be some things that's going to convince you at the same time. Right. And don't try to run from that. Let it let it do the work that it's supposed to do. Yeah. So. And 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 to play Judas's advocate for a second. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um there are some churches that would nail Hebrews 10, 25 into your head. Do not forsake the gathering of believers. And yet they violate it in the same way because whenever they do communion, they don't bring in all of the volunteers who are serving in kids' church. They don't mm-hmm. uh, They don't require their worship musicians to be a part of, of the gathering after they you know, perform in worship or they uh, lead in worship. Like, there are multiple ways that we can forsake the gathering. And the emphasis in Hebrews 10 and a lot of other passages is unity, right? That's why, um, you know, that's why we should be taking communion together. That's why we shouldn't take communion apart from one another. Like, I'm not going to deliver you a communion cup by yourself. Yeah, because you're a part of a collective faith. This is a celebration that we do together. Like, this is... This is how we should live this out. The blood covers all of us. It doesn't just cover you. It covers all of us. And and God has called us to celebrate that together. So I think there are other ways that people violate that. Um, But all that makes me think like, man, you know, if the church is the assembly of believers, right, and it's difficult to do that online, what does it mean to be a Christian, you know, period? And what does it mean to be a Christian in this COVID age, this digital age? Cause I I think there's a lot of people who like have gotten saved during this time and like, but I wonder how they would say how they would classify or or how they would describe what a Christian is. I think I want to mess up your segue, brother. Okay. 
but let, let's let's stay there for the next episode. Oh, no. We, <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> no, you you you, you did a wonderful job segueing, but I, I I think that that should be the next episode because okay. I have an idea of how we could go about doing that. Sounds so. Good. What what's the time? What what we at now? About thirty minutes. Man, 40? we got thirty six minutes. Man, that was a good little talk about the church. That's what I'm saying. I think that was good. I think. Yeah. So join back in. for We ain't in it. I'm just saying join back in for the next episode. For sure. We're going to talk about what it means to be a Christian. Yeah. I think that would be good. But I, I hope, Kim, uh, Miss Thomas, Kim Thomas, I pray we answered your question. Yeah. Again, we're just two fellas having a conversation. Right. We ain't saying we got all the right answers, but we we, we, we stick to the Bible. Let's where talk we give about, our answers. Like, go ahead, before bro. We, before we wrap up, let's talk about how we've been challenged on that. Right, because both of us follow this account. That is, uh, there's a guy who's viral right now. He's 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 killing it. He's viral on TikTok. He's viral on YouTube, and you know he calls what he does a church. And every week, there are tens of thousands of people who engage his sermons, engage his content. He preaches, and and I've listened to his sermons. Like he's preaching the gospel. Like it's not like he's like on some funny stuff. You know, but it is challenging. Like, how do you look at that? Because he doesn't he doesn't know those people he's serving. Like, I don't know if he let me preface this by saying I don't know if he has like an internal uh circle that's digital that he does as well. But from what we can see, he doesn't know those twenty thousand people who are viewing his content. Would you call that a church? All right. So again, being honest, you remember at the time I thought I would have said um that was a church. Understanding what a church is and what we just talked about it in this podcast episode, I wouldn't say that that's a church. Um, my personal opinion, um, because you you, it's it's really hard, like you say, when you get over seventy to to say that you're really shepherding these people, um, um, in a way that's going to truly impact them. I'm not saying you can't. And I'm pretty sure this fella's doing a great job. I've seen him as well. Mm-hmm. But I I will be hesitant. Let, me hey, let's go, let's call him, go ahead. Let's go ahead and call him out because um, you know, we don't are we, you sure? Are, are you sure? Yeah, because so I'm being serious. No, no, yeah, I'm very serious because we want to give props where where we have props. We're like we don't want to shroud it as if we don't want y'all to know who these people are. We want you to know who we're talking about. And it's not because we don't want to criticize. We're actually like just kicking the ball around. Like we're we're really trying to figure it out. So man, y'all go check him out and go follow him because he has great content. Amen, Alex. Go follow him on TikTok and Instagram and go follow his YouTube channel. He has a great ministry. I, I love his teaching ministry. I think he has done something that I wish we could figure out how to do is like leverage social media and TikTok to really get the message of the gospel out there further. Um, it's just something that I've, you know, we've wondered about, like, it's, we're not critical. Like, we're not trying to be critical. We're actually just, the Lord is using him to, to make us think about this even more. Okay. Well, it's out there. Um, so with that being said, no, sis, with that being said, this is not a bash. We actually, as Byron just said, we think what you're doing is dope. Yeah. We're just asking ourselves this is between us and then you know audiences watching our conversation is that church i personally 
I'm, I will be hesitant to call that a church. Um, hopefully, I don't know, man. If you see this and you reach out, like Barbara said, you may be having like small um, Zoom meetings with like 20 to 30 people throughout the week, something that we may not be seeing. I don't know what is, and he may have people under him doing it. I don't know. And yeah. I will be, it will be dope if you could reach out and let us know what you're doing. We would love to have you on the podcast. But from what we're seeing, I will be hesitant on calling that a church, but he is impacting the kingdom because I know yeah. a lot of people come across his content and he's causing them to, you know, think about the word differently, think about Christ differently. Yeah. And um, they're, they're, they're definitely engaging. So props yeah. for doing that. But calling it a sure. church, I will be hesitant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. I, I mean, I've already said my piece. Um, I think in the beginning when we started having this conversation, Ty and I were flip-flopped. Like I was the one saying like, no, it's not a church. It's a ministry. It's an online ministry. It's dope, but it's not a church. And Ty was like, I kind of see it as a church. And I think now Ty's more like, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I don't consider it a church. And me, my answer is, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm challenged by it, and I like that. Like, I think this is what we need. We need to wrestle with these things. Um, there's a guy named Brady Shearer. He talks about how like we're in the biggest communication shift that we've been in in the last 500 years, and online ministry is going to be integral um, to what we do as Christians. The question is, should it be center of what we should do as Christians? And I, I, I'm, I, I really don't know. I know for me personally, in which I think, like Ty said, you should take your personal convictions, as long as they're uh, uh, biblical, you should you know, work through those things. And me personally, when I think about the role of a pastor and the, um, the associations to the image of a shepherd, uh, when I think about the role of the love, one, like the one another's, the, the dozens of one another's that are spoken of about the church, when I think about exercising spiritual gifts and that being in the context of the church, not outside of the church, when I think about all of those things, I, I, again, I'm challenged. I have a hard time believing that you can do that outside of personal relationship and outside of being in, in, in front of each other. But, the you know, that Greek word, ekklesia, it doesn't mean gather in person. It just says the assembly. It doesn't mean assembled in person. Um, that obviously is the implication, but that's why I keep wanting to say I'm challenged by it. And shout out to Amen Alex, man. I love, again, I got to keep saying it. I love your ministry, bro. <laughs> you're, you're doing great things. I'm stealing some stuff from you, you know? Um, <laughs> but you also got to I would say like still, man. You taking. Hey, all the goods we take, that a is stealing. That's, a I buddy got, of I got mine, a buddy of mine told me the other day, it's not stealing if you make people aware of it. So, okay, I'm, making, I'm, I, I'm officially I like making you aware of it. You know, another thing is like, man, you got to have stamina to do this online ministry thing. Boy, okay, it's hard. <laughs> yes, bro. Listen. I don't have. Yeah, it. You... I don't. I, I I struggle with it. Like me and Ty do this podcast. We we are on a once a week type deal right now. I could not imagine doing this. All the time, like it, it would be really tough for me. Oh, it's coming, my brother. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Is it, no, no, maybe no. I'm saying, bro, as as we continue to grow, yeah. I, I'm not saying we're gonna be doing the podcast every day, but maybe more than once a week if we got more time on our hands and we got, you know, what I'm saying the financial freedom, like why not? But I mean, you, you do need balance. So, because I, yeah. I, Byron knows me, I, I could get it to no seven days well, a week. We need this. <laughs> just like, just like you, you started with this, right? What's the reason why you don't like online church? Well, it's because you're not in the presence of people. 
Correct. So like if I spend the majority of my week doing stuff for people who I'm not going to be in the presence of, it's not going to give me any energy. Like what gives me energy is when I'm, when I meet somebody for a coffee or when we sit down and have a meeting together or like when we hang out, you know, like me and Ty, when we record this podcast, we hang out an hour before and usually like an hour after, you know, I don't get my energy from what we're doing on camera. I get my energy from what we do before and after. So, you know, which is true. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to let y'all know Byron L. Cogdell is a word ninja. He knows how to come in and slice your words up and make you, um, um, about face to, nah, to, to the things nice. that you say. He's a word ninja, man. I say something, he'd be like, what? And then I hear his piece, and I'm like, dang. Nah, my, I know nothing, my, y'all. Take what I say with the grain of salt. Nah, that's so. not true, man. That's not true. <laughs> we 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 do well with each other. Just like that last topic about Amen Alex, like, we were on opposite ends. Like, when you first, when we first talked about it, you brought up some stuff about him that made me think, like, hmm. I don't know. Maybe I should, maybe I should uh, pay more attention to this. So, uh, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. You, you may be doing about face, but not again. I'm playing, obviously, guys. But um, I don't know. That, that, that that's what brotherhood is about. We we yeah. challenge it. We, we we're not yes men to each other. That's one thing we're definitely not. So yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I um one thing I don't know if we're wrapping up, but if if we are, I do want to say this. One thing that is very clear in the text. Uh, about the church is not just that it's the assembly, but it's the called out ones, right? So um, more than anything, more than anything, you should embrace that as a Christian who assembles with other Christians, does it look like you're called out? Does it look like you uh, blend into the world or does it look like you called out? Is it Matthew 5, you're salt and light of the earth, or are you being trampled over because you look just like everything else? Right? And I think that's where the church has its power, that the church is not like everything else. You know, we use these synonyms all the time or these um, word pictures all the time. That's not the word I'm trying to come up with, but I can't think of it. But we say the church is a, it's not a social club. It's not this. It's not that. But yet, often, we act just like that. Um, and that's why I like for us to say the church is a family. We're a family. Every family is unique. Every family is different. Um, Every family has uh, kind of like criteria for what it means to be family, but every family loves their guests or a healthy family loves its guests well and wants its guests to become family as well. So I hope and pray that if you're a part of a digital ministry or a physical ministry or both, that they are doing that. I agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out yeah, to man, so. <laughs> Is that him? Nah. I was just, you know, what? we talked about what? online ministry and uh, let me give a shout out to all of the people who spend their Sunday mornings watching TD Jakes, Mike Todd, and uh, Transformation Purple Church. Dollar. Or uh, yeah. So Pastor uh, Mason Bethel. Pastor Mason Bethel. Shout out to all the people who have churches on Clubhouse, you know, and taking offerings every week. Shout out to the TikTok <laughs> pastors, Instagram pastors. pastors. Yeah. The yeah, first man. few I was being facetious. The the latter few, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on, you know. So. All right. Well, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of He's the Pastor. I'm the rapper podcast. I'm obviously the rapper. My name is Ty Van, a.k.a. Teddy Crucifix, a.k.a. your pastor's favorite rapper. You can follow me on all social media platforms at I am Ty Van. 
I have a single out right now called I Apologize. Please stream that for your boy. Help me get a couple of dollars in my pocket. Yes, um, I release a verse every Wednesday. Be they safe Wednesdays on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, this is on YouTube. You can find that. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. Yes, um, if you're listening to this audibly, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to help people find the podcast. Go ahead, Byron. Yeah. My name is Byron L. Cogdale on everything. That's the name that my mom and my dad gave me. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can you can uh, follow me on everything, but I'm not that uh, I'm not that entertaining. But if you do want to follow a ministry that I believe will bless your life, go ahead and give us a follow at Identity Daytona. We are in the process of relaunching this church in Daytona Beach, and I think it's going to be some big things that'll bless you coming up. Um, yeah, we just spoke kind of critically about people who go to church online, but you can join us online and you would join us via Zoom. So you, you're not just a participant, uh, an inactive participant, but you'll be an active participant. If you want to do that, go to our page, Identity Daytona, click the links in the bio. It'll get you right there. I think that's all I got. I think we need to put the link. You know, we got the links all in the, in the bio box. We need to put the link for the Zoom so people can do that. Also, if you go to our YouTube page, I have some playlists of Byron's sermons. I also have a playlist of all the verses I release Wednesday. You can watch that, view that, let us know how you like those things. I think that's it, my brother. All right. Let's go. We out. <laughs>